New friends, new opportunities, new partners. EG Tax. Hey, everybody, this is the tax lady, and this is our time to get you up to breast. Uh, uh, up to par, excuse me, uh, on everything that's happening in the world of taxation. There's a brand new credit for those of you that live in the state of New York we're going to talk about. And we just want, we just thank you for listening to our podcast. And of course, I'm Esther Gullius, the tax lady from EG Tax, and I'm joined in studio with Tiffany Fabian. Hey, Tiff. Hey there, Esther. Happy uh, June day to well, you. Yes. I'm so glad it's, do you know, half the year is almost over? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. I mean, isn't that depressing? <laughs> it is. It is. And Christopher Fabian, how are you guys doing? Hello, Thanks. Esther. Okay, good. So anyway, uh, there's this brand new credit, State of New York, called the Homeowner Tax Rebate Credit. And um, do you know where this, I mean, I know where it comes from. It comes from the State of New York. But um, it, did they have extra money? or That's you know, what I was told. They had extra money. I don't know how with them giving everything. They having extra money. But anyway, so the this, is, this, can mean, this can mean a lot of money for home uh, property tax homeowners, right? Right. They have to be registered for the STAR program, first of all. So All right. So how would they do that? They go, go to, to the New York State, um, Google New York State Star Program and register your house. It's really okay, easy. so so if you didn't have it registered yet, does that mean you won't get the credit? Correct, because you had a. It goes by your twenty twenty return. Right. So okay, so in order to get it, you have to be a homeowner. Correct. Correct. Right. All right, and and you already had to be in the Star Program. Correct. Okay. Now, what if you already got the star rebate? You got uh, the, a check, or you had your taxes, uh, your property taxes, school taxes uh, reduced by the star. Does that preclude you from no, getting this? You're still potentially eligible. You're for still it. eligible, and that's what right. it goes off of is what your star rebate was. All right, so you got your property taxes for your school. Then they have your star rebate. If you have anything left. Right, and your mm-hmm. income is under two hundred and fifty thousand dollars based upon twenty twenty's tax return. Correct. Yes. Right. Then you would potentially qualify. Now, how much money are we talking about? It could be up to a little over a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a lot of money, isn't it? It is definitely. All right. A so, lot of what's money. the computation? Do they have to do anything? Is there a computation that has to be done? Well, the New York State will do all the computation for you. Um, and like we said, it's based upon your income and your STAR exemption. So you take your 2021 STAR exemption, <clears throat> you go to where your income falls on the chart. So from zero to 75000 you get 163% of your STAR exemption. So if you had... $100 star savings, you would get $163. $400, you multiply it by 163% to give you. If you fall between, your income falls between $75,000 and $150,000, you get 115% mm-hmm. of and, your, uh, and this is of your star exemption. Correct. And so for, if your star exemption were $400, you'd multiply that by the hundred and whatever percent. Correct. And, that's what you're, and as long as that doesn't exceed or eliminate all of your school taxes, 
then you're going to get that credit. But they won't send it unless it exceeds $100, right? Correct, right. And then from 150 to 200,000, it's 66% of your credit. And from 200,000 to 250,000, it's 18% of your credit. And okay. New York State does have a tool on your website, on their website, where they can go and people can go and calculate out how much their checks should be. Okay, and they would go to the homeowner tax rebate credits under New York State, and it's all there. Correct. Correct? Yes. I so, think you run. So, so, and, and I don't mean to step on you, oh, that's okay. but the, this is supposed to be an automatic refund check. Not a direct deposit. It's going to be mailed to your house starting in June. Yes, yeah, some people already started getting them. Okay, you were so on the, great. I you, mean, you were on the radio thing. today talking about it, right? Yes. Yes. Right. And did were they surprised by it, or was the station already aware of it? Well, they, the uh, BEN was already aware of it, but we were talking about it so that uh, people, when they get this money, they'll yeah. know what it is. Yep. Because now, if you got the two two nine. On your New York State return, does that affect anything? No, not at all. How did they have all this extra money? I don't know. Oh. I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe all the gas taxes because gas is so expensive. <laughs> I have no idea. All but the anyway, extra toll so, money. So homeowners with income under $250,000 based upon your adjusted gross income from 2020 who pay school taxes – after your your uh, star rebate or enhanced star rebate, whatever's left qualifies for this homeowner's um, tax, homeowner rebate. tax rebate credit, credit, HTRC, and you can go to the state of New York uh, for further information. Automatic payment going to be mailed to you. Correct. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So wanted to get that out. So that's and again, if you have any questions, you can call us at six three area code seven one six six three two seven eight eight six six three two seven eight eight six. And if you, you need us our, to our, help, you, you can go to our website at egtax.com. Yeah, and if Pardon you need me? us to help you sign up for the Star Credit, we could do that too. It's really easy, and and you should be signing up for that regardless. You know, absolutely, yeah. because even though you might not get this credit. You want you certainly want to have your star if you if you qualify have your your school taxes reduced because you signed up for for your star credit. Yep, right? that's right. Okay, well this is the um, midterm. Really, we're getting it's it's already the eighth of June when we're taping this, so we really ha are looking at little over six months, and it's going to be the end of tax season. I mean, end of this this tax year. Right. So I thought we should maybe talk about things that people can do now because in January it's too late for most things. Correct. Right? Yeah, it's always a good idea. I had a client yesterday call me and we modified her estimated payments because the self-employment income that she's making as a consultant is much higher than she we had originally anticipated. So she was wise enough to give me a phone call and we increased her estimated payments. So things like that is what people need to be looking at. Right. And also, if you're somebody that's on health insurance, state, state the, maybe you're on the New York State of Health and you're getting a subsidy and your subsidy was very high because that's the beginning of the year, you thought you weren't going to make much money, and now your financial situation is different. You want to modify that, right? Yes. Yep. 
Yeah, you want to make sure you have enough money in and there's no surprises at the end of the year. Right, because you'll have to pay back that modification. So you want to make sure you contact New York State so that they aren't giving they aren't giving you that money that you aren't entitled to because you're going to have to pay it back. Right, right. Yep. Right. All right. But how about pensions? So here it is with, with the stock market being so erratic. Have you heard from people saying, oh, I don't want to put money in my pension because yeah. I'm losing money? Yeah. Or, or one of my clients called the other day and he's losing money in his pension. So he wanted to take and convert it to a Roth, which we ran the numbers and it just really wasn't smart. But yeah, people are really questioning their pensions or wondering okay, if they should so move it into safer things. Well, I mean, you your pension is a tax benefit to you if it's a traditional pension, right? And it reduces your taxable income by whatever percentage, uh, and, and you save whatever percentage tax bracket you're in. And that's a wonderful thing. Now, if you're in the market and you're feeling insecure because the market is like a roller coaster, you can take that money and within your pension fund, usually there is a kind of a safe harbor that you can go into like a CD or a CD uh, uh, portion of the, of your 401k that you can move it into. So you aren't affected by the stock market. And the thing is the interest rates are very low. Usually they're around 3% right now, but at least it's secure. Right. Rather than not putting anything in, because obviously if you're able to, to put, for instance, $10,000 in your uh, 401k plan at work and you're in the 20% bracket, you're going to save $2,000 in income taxes alone. Plus, if the employer has a match, you might get another $1,000 in match from your employer, which is $3,000. And if you move that into something safe inside your family of funds at your pension um, with your pension plan, that might be a great thing to do. You get the tax savings, you get the the employer contribution, yes. and you're in a safe and you're in a safe place. Right. Yep. Absolutely. What you're but saying now. now how, what does somebody do if they want to find out if if they have someplace safe? to put their money. They don't have to keep it in the market. No. Yeah. All you do is call the company that your pension is invested in like Fidelity or Lincoln or Smith Barney or Wells Fargo. The person will tell you the options available to you. And so for instance, one of my clients started moving his investments into us savings bonds. And so it's not, uh, it's bonds. It's not a very good high performing, but it's safe, right? Safer. Right. And now, he, but here's the thing. If you've already lost a bunch of money in your 401k plan, you know, most people would say not, not now is not the time to move out because you want to make sure that you buy as much stock as you possibly can so that when it turns around, you'll get those benefits. So that's something to think about, too. But if you're somebody that's saying, I'm not contributing anymore, I don't want to, and you're missing that employer match, really, it's like not good. It's yeah. you're like shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. So what this guy decided to do is he did like 60, 40. You can also split it up and he right. left 40% in risky and 60. He moved to security stuff. Right. And because Secure. obviously if you, uh, if you want to get a different result, you have to do something different. So if you're in the market, you're, 
really saying, no, this is not good for me. I can't sleep at night. You can, within your family of funds, who's ever managing it, you should be able to find a savings feature, CD feature, where you can get that money. And so you'd still be able to qualify for that employer match, which is so important and get this, the tax savings. Yeah. I mean, one thing somebody might want to look at too, is if they can buy I bonds through their, their retirement, because with the inflation going up and that might be a good way to do it too. You never know. But I mean, it's something that it's a gamble, but it's sort of safe and it's, you got to. Well, I mean, an I bond is about as safe as you can get. I mean, it's, I mean, Looking at the the state of our country, you know, with the big budget deficit, I don't know if anything safe, but I mean, this is where we're at. And this is where the our investments are. And so an I-bond is one issued by the federal government under the full faith and credit of the federal government. Yeah. So. And I did um, another client's return not so long ago talking about planning and they had about 30 little tickets for gambling winnings. And so their gambling winnings were about twenty nine, thirty thousand $30,000. So that's something else that you really want to plan for if you're going to the casino, you know? That's, that's uh, the, the key part is, of what we're talking about here is planning. Yeah. I mean, if you're sitting home saying, I'm not putting any more money in into my pension plan and you don't know what to do and you're just shooting yourself in the foot, that's not planning. We're talking about give, give EGTAX a call. There's no charge for us to to uh, to confer with you, but we'll give you some ideas. And hopefully those ideas will not only save you tax dollars, but it'll also um, make you more money. Another really good idea right now, Esther, is for a senior to go get a part-time job because there's earned income credit on the table yep. right now. And so I was just thinking about the senior who was gambling, which sort of precluded them from getting EIC. But if you're a senior getting a part-time job, if you don't have other pen- a lot of pension money, will allow you to maybe get earned income credit and maybe put money into an IRA. Right. And so, Absolutely. and again, this uh, very, is something. You got six months more to do, and right now maybe you want to do be a groundskeeper at a country club, something where you're outside. You might enjoy that, or maybe around uh, the holiday time that you get a job at at Walmart or something. I mean, everybody's looking for for people to help them. Another thing is because it's the middle of the year, you're withholding. Right. I mean, if you owed money last year and you haven't changed your withholding and it's already June is already almost done and you haven't changed anything, you're going to be in trouble again. Exactly. It's going to be the same answer. You got to look at your withholdings. You got to adjust your withholdings. And you know, the new W-4 is kind of crazy, but there's ways you can do extra withholding. And that's something we can help with. But if you like you said, if you don't change it, it, the same results are going to happen next year if every right you might you might be struggling right now to pay last year's liability, and you're setting yourself up for failure again. So you can call EG Tax and we'll help you uh, with your W four. Um, also, you might have tax problems from prior years. Let's say you still haven't gotten your refund. Maybe you sent in your uh, tax return for two thousand with by paper or 2001 by paper, they destroyed all of those. Yep, and you're sitting around that. waiting for something that's not going to happen. Yeah, they destroyed millions and millions of those paper returns because uh, they took the stance that they just didn't wouldn't be able to get to them. And so that was the 
the, the optimum word. That's what they chose. And so you got to make sure you file the return electronically. If you need help getting your transcripts or if you need help um, getting of those any of those back documents, we can get uh, transcripts sent to our secure portal for you. Right. And so the, the thing is, if you're sitting around thinking, wow, it's almost the 4th of July and I still haven't got my refund from 2020, the clue is they're not processing it. You gotta, you gotta resubmit that return. EG Tax can do it for you electronically. I mean, I'm on the other line right now. You wouldn't know it. Holding with the IRS for a client because it was a return that we did paper a year ago, and so they're trying to get a mortgage right now. And so there's no proof. The mortgage company has no proof that they filed that 2020 return. And so we're trying to get a transcript or proof that they have it. It, it just happened that they filed so late we couldn't e-file any longer. Wow. Um, So those are things that will help you with. Other things that should be a red flag would be if your uh, family situation has changed. For instance, maybe you had uh, a 17-year-old last year who now is 18 or 19 and maybe dropped out of college if they weren't in college or were in college, and that's a change in the family dynamic. If you have a 19-year-old who isn't in college and they're working now, that's a big change for the family, isn't it? Oh, definitely, definitely, because you lose them as a dependent. If if that was your only child and you were a single parent, you went from now going from head of household to single and no EIC potentially. So, you know, that's a big that's change. Huge. That's a huge change because going from that standard deduction of a, uh, of a head of household down oh to God, a single no. taxpayer, that's like $6,000 in write-offs that isn't there anymore. Plus, you lose the uh, child tax credit. And if the kid was in college, the education credit and possibly, like you said, the earned income credit. So if you had a family change, you know, you want to call us so we can get you ready for next year because that would mean a big change in your refund. Also, now, now, oh, sorry for stepping on you before I, I lose my thought. Also, that person who switches to single now might be a time that you itemize. You weren't itemizing before, but you now might be itemizing. So make sure you write off your property taxes and your mortgage interest and your charity and save all those items. And you were going to say something, Chris? I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, you, you know, we just said, you know, single, but. What if you get married during this year? That's right. going to change your situation altogether. Oh, my gosh. And it can be a big negative, can it? Yep, yep. Especially- I mean, if it was somebody that was head of the household, uh, earned income credit, now they got married to Mr. Wonderful or Mrs. Wonderful, and they have a big job, there goes the earned income credit out the window. Right, right. So, yeah, anything that happens, you got to plan for it because it's going to impact your tax return. Right. And the other thing is... How many times have you seen where taxpayers will say, gee, my kid got a job at Delta Sonic. Do I have to put his W-2 or her W-2 on my tax return? That yeah. is and, – and, or if not that – do the kids have to file a tax return? Yeah, I was doing a return the other day and a kid got scholarship income over and above room and board and tuition of $20,000. And so you just got to plan if you have excess scholarship, too. Well, a lot of times people don't even know they have excess scholarships, do they? Right. right. I mean, until they get the 1098T at the end of the year, uh, they, they aren't even aware because it's just money that the kid is getting for going to school and they think it's tax free. But 
it isn't. Excess scholarship is kind of handled like a wage. Correct. It counts as income. And actually, that's counted as unearned income, which could then be subject to kitty tax. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, what if you had a new child? Now, there, at least if you have a, a new child, that should make somebody pretty happy this year. Oh yeah, God, depending yeah. on your income, it could be a $3,000 credit or a $2,000 credit. So, And that means extra money in your pocket by that dollar amount. Absolutely. And, of course, daycare. Uh, many people uh, aren't even aware of the fact that the daycare credit is so, I guess, is kind of a good thing. It's up to 50%. You can get up to 50% of what you pay for the uh, for the care of your children in order for them to work. And it's a refundable credit. So it's a lot of money. So if you're thinking uh, of having a daycare, uh, make sure that you get the daycare provider's social security number so that you can put that on the 2441, the, the credit for uh, daycare that you're paying for. And it's a big credit. Right, right. It could be up to fifty percent of what you spend, and then if up you're to the first eight thousand dollars. If you're so. a New York State filer, there's also a refundable credit for child care for, on the New York return. Right, so it's a double, a double uh, good thing. Uh, the other thing is um, maybe you started a new business, or, or let's even before we go to that, uh, you, we talked about getting married, getting a divorce. That's another change. In your filing status, I mean, that's something that can be very severe in your family. Like, who's going to claim the children? Who who has custody of the children? And remember, usually it's the mom that has custody, and she would be the one that's that gets the right to claim the children and the credit. And if you're negotiating right now, maybe you're in the midst of getting a divorce, you want to make sure that you call us so we can let you know not not only is your child support that you're paying not deductible, neither is the alimony. And if if the children live with the uh, woman's spouse, then she's going to get the credits. So you want to make sure that while you're negotiating as this divorce is ongoing, that you negotiate in the fact that you can claim the children if you're paying all those expenses and getting no benefit for them. Correct. Usually it would be the dad. <laughs> yep. Right? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. And not, not to mention when they start going to college. I mean, there's a lot of money on the table if you have it so you don't ever get to claim them. It's a not a, it's a bad mistake. And people don't realize that you actually have to have that form filled out in order to claim the children on the tax return. And once once that divorce is done, usually, um, you know, the, you, the attorneys are are out of the picture. And now you're just dealing one on one with people many times that are angry at each other. Right. Right. I, yeah. I've had so many clients who said, "I why didn't my lawyer have her sign this right there at the you know, in the courts when we, this was settled. Well, take that up with your lawyer. We can't answer that one, right. but you know. Every time you call your attorney, it costs you money. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's That's called sure. release of claim form. Right. What is that uh, form? No, 8332. Right. 8332. That's what you need signed by the custodial parent. And, and and how many times have you had uh, taxpayers say to you, well, neither of us is custodial. We share exactly 50-50. All the time. Right. And so I say, well, if, 
if there's no clear winner, then nobody gets to claim the child. So it's very important that you guys work on this before the before the end of the year. Correct. You've got to form sign. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about: many people start small businesses during the summer. They might do um, they might do yard work or painting or something as a freelancer. EG Tax will help you with that as well. Right, right. You know, yeah. How to keep track of everything. How to keep track and, you know, what about sales tax if you're supposed to be collecting Absolutely. sales tax? And- that would be horrible if New York State found out that you weren't, uh, that you didn't do it because then they could penalize you. But we can help you with your businesses, sale of property, if you got inheritances, how to gift with uh, without filing a gift tax return or how to get around it. There's all kinds of things we can help you with. The important thing for you to know is... Half of the year is almost gone, and EG Tax is here to help you. And you can go to our website at egtax.com. And so, till next time, I'm Esther Golias, the tax lady with Tiffany Fabian, Christopher Fabian. Have a great summer. Thanks for listening. New friends, new opportunities, new partners, EG.